Welcome to School Biz Chat with Kim Cranston, OASBO Executive Director. Each episode of this podcast is dedicated to discussing events and issues that affect the people who are in the business of supporting students. Now, let's take a few minutes to see what's going on in the school business world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to School Biz Chat and happy holidays. We're recording this before the winter break, so I want to wish all of you a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Today, we are joined by two of our colleagues, Dr. Laura Nelson and Amy St. John from School of the Osage. And Laura and Amy are here to talk to us about ASBO's MBA or Meritorious Budget Award, which their school district received for the first time this year. And we are so proud and happy for them. So we want to congratulate them for receiving this prestigious award. And we're going to talk about that process and what it means to them and to their school district. But first, welcome Laura and Amy. And Laura, would you just take a minute to introduce yourself to folks who may not have had the pleasure of getting to know you yet? Thank you, Kim. Absolutely. My name is Laura Nelson. I am the superintendent at School of the Osage. Our district is perched on scenic Lake of the Ozarks. We have an enrollment of about 2,000 students. The My superintendency started in 2019, and at that time, we were wrapping up some cycles of continuous improvement work very focused on Baldridge uh, standards for continuous improvement. And I really felt like it was time for us to double down our efforts around what we look like with our metrics financially. We felt very solid, but it was clear that it would be helpful if we went after the, the finance side of this in a more systematic way that would allow us to build even bigger bridges of transparency with our community. So we actually started with the pathway. I started that work as I came into my superintendency, and that was so helpful in terms of getting grounded and understanding the big picture view of what excellence in finance for schools really looks like when you're in the superintendent's chair. And then when we had the opportunity for Dr. St. John to come to work for us, we were able to expand that work and she led so brilliantly around getting us. This is actually our second. We just found out this week oh, that okay. we, we, yeah, we just found out last week that we were notified of our second achievement. So I am just delighted. That is awesome. Congratulations. Yep. I could go on and on. Um, <laughs> Dr. St. John pointed out that maybe others might not be as excited about talking about this as I am. So <laughs> I will pause there, Kim, and let you redirect. Or I'm certainly happy to keep giving some more thoughts. Well, we'll certainly want those. Amy, would you take just a minute and tell us a little bit about you and your role at School of the Osage? Sure. My name is Amy St. John, and I serve as our Executive Director for Business and Student Services. And I had the opportunity to really just jump into this process. So it wasn't something that I was aware of in the um, former districts that I had worked in. And Dr. Nelson really um, had the vision for what this could do and provide for a school district. And I would say in a nutshell, it provides a school district a yearbook for their mm -hmm. financial information. And that is really a quote from our school board president. He was so enamored by the times, time capsule that it created yeah. for our district. And I think that was a um, really 
an unintended consequence. So we really were following the rubric and the checklist and the process, and it really created that moment in time for us. And I am very, very proud of what it became that first year. And then um, in my second year here in that role, I've just, like I said, we just learned I got it again. So I'm very excited. (laughs) So I've heard both of you talk about continuous improvement I've heard you use the word strategic. So talk a little bit more about how the MBA fits into your vision for that when it comes to financial planning, communicating with your different audiences. And then just as you said, Amy, this overall yearbook or picture of what district finances are. So, Laura, you want to start? Sure. To your point about the yearbook, the delightful thing about this is it's not just the charts. It's not just the projections. It it literally is how all of those projections connect to the students that we're here to serve. And one of my favorite things about the MBA, and I certainly think our board feels the same way, is that it creates a context that doesn't let anybody forget what our core purpose is, our core values, students, and how are we supporting staff, and how are we connecting our work for students and for staff to the community at large and bringing value to the community. And that is done not only through the charts and projections, but through the pictures and the the entire document as a communication tool. I believe that, you know, what my initial obsession with it was, it seemed like a really strong bar that would allow us to clearly be in partnership with the community around transparency. And I am a huge fan of the fact that for districts to be able to achieve this, they have to be able to look at their previous trends and look forward into projected trends. And so that seven-year view, I think, really makes a lot of sense in so many ways. You could go further back. You could go further forward. But this is very, the seven-year time frame is super present to me and relevant in in terms of the work that we're doing and why what we would be saying to the community and to our staff would be very founded and grounded in history, but also it's tied directly to our strategic plan. So it was interesting that we did all that continuous improvement work um, without this coming first. And so that was one of the things that um, really drove some of my passion for it is I figure we need to do this as a foundational piece and got some advice from a couple different angles that a district our size had no business in this space uh, because it was too big. Well, I mean, there's Dr. St. John and also Dr. St. John. And then on on a good day, there's Dr. St. John. So (laughs) and prior to that, it was me. We had just hired a new bookkeeper. So the pathway was quite an interesting set of work. Dr. St. John has an MBA and a Ph.D., so I'm not joking when I say there's there's several different lenses there. <laughs> right. So I do want to ask you, because you are, I mean, in Missouri, 2,000 kids is around a medium district. But if you look nationally, 2,000 can be considered a small district. 
So talk to us and to the listeners a little bit about what goes into this, because one of the things I hear from people, they say, oh, my gosh, it's so much work. It's too much time. I just can't do it. And what I say to them is I think this should be the work you are doing anyway. It's not something I think that should be viewed as separate and apart from what you're doing in terms of planning and communicating about financial information. So Amy and Laura, could you both speak to that a little bit? Absolutely, and you said it perfectly. This is the work, and I would tell you the second year was much had that feeling much greater than the first year. So the first year of any implementation or any um, sort of new framework is going to feel a little bit bulkier. However, all the parts and pieces were there. So we didn't really create anything. We just organized it in a fashion that was, you know, through that framework and through that lens. And then in the second year, it really was plug and play. So I was really able to bring the budget message that was going to go into the executive summary is the same one I led with in May and June when I was talking to the board in the same structure that I was projecting the numbers that I thought were going to be the numbers for our upcoming school year in July and August through the tax rate hearing were the same pieces that I was going to be putting into that MBA. So as I had done it the second year, I really used that as the format. So I was able to really lay out that process and that. And it is definitely one of those pieces that the um, the journey is the fruit of this, not the destination. So not when you get to the end and you get the award, even though that's super exciting, but the work that you're doing to create it is 100% the work that we use every day in our school you know, profession. So I think that's the most exciting. I want to add in there too, the, the thing that I felt that the professionalism of the process, including the feedback from, so the pathway yeah, go had back occurred. To the pa- so she, she keeps saying two and I'm over here going, but it was more than two. It was three. It yeah. was three. <laughs> well, because for people who are concerned about this, the pathway really is amazing because it's just a little tiny bit of it and you still get back to where Dr. St. John was going that amazing feedback. Feedback is phenomenal. It is as an educator it is top-notch. It is very um, oh gosh it just guides the work and I was able really to to you know, dig back in and update the things. And then they, even in the process, you have to then rewrite to that prompt and say, this is what I did to fix it. That is just good old fashioned teaching. Like that was so exciting to me to be able to follow a path like that. And I truly enjoyed that part of the process and, and felt very comfortable in that space. Glad you're pointing out the pathway piece, because I do think for people who are reluctant, that is, that's your first step. And taking that first step towards continuous improvement and following a pattern and a structure to help you do all the things that our school districts are doing, I think is what's important. So, Laura, what were you going to add? Well, I was just going to say that as a first-time superintendent and certainly one that came from the academic side of the house, so I am at at the core, an academic. I do not have an M- master's in business administration like Dr. St. John, and this was before she was here. And I, that was, those of us in Missouri will remember that moment in time when they, Desi changed all the GL coding 
and yes. all of the bookkeepers quit. <laughs> yes, we, we vividly remember when that happened. Yes, and so I would just, anybody who's hesitant, I would just say I saw this as a way that ASBO was providing a safety net for people like me that I was able to understand these are the marks that you must hit. This is what you have to do. This is, you know, and so I think that people looking at it from an overwhelming standpoint might want to flip the script and see it as a way to make sure that you're, you're meeting the basic elements of best practice and what is so important for all of our work. Everybody knows that's, I mean, the handling finances and handling them well is, if you're not doing that, you're not able to educate kids. I love that. And I do want to reinforce what you just said from a superintendent's perspective, because as you know, in the state of Missouri, we have a large number of brand new superintendents. And I hear all of the time and data from MASA supports this too, that they are overwhelmed when it comes to district finances, because as we all know, um, that one semester finance class they take isn't really enough to provide all of the knowledge and information that they need. And so I want to reemphasize what you said, um, that this is something that can help you. And I think it's really important for people to, yes, I think you should be recognized for your good work. And I love it when people get the award. But this is not about trying to earn an award. It's about following best practices and guidelines for doing your budget in a way that hits all of those marks, as you said, and then helps you communicate that information to your community. It is about process. It is about systems. And it is about best practices. And if you get the award, that's just kind of the cherry on the top. And again, I do think people ought to be recognized for that. But I wish people would separate that out and not look at it as, oh, I'm doing this to get an award. And I think you both have emphasized that. I think we agree, definitely. That's We're wired that way. And just the two, two of us happen to be fairly system and process people. We approach it differently because we come from two very different backgrounds. However, together, we, we definitely both see that. And I guess moving forward, the other thing I would point out is when we're living in a land that is so saturated with communication challenges, one thing early on that I saw the potential for this, and this is a space that we still have opportunity to capture even more improvement is, this gives us in one place literally hundreds of pieces of small bite information that we can communicate out to the community when we need it. And I think for I think for all of us, big districts, small districts, that communication challenge continues to be a priority because our community definitely needs to hear from us on all these things. But I learned early on all of my words, not what people want. They want snapshots, they want pictures, they want connection that makes them feel good. And the Meritorious Budget Award lets it all live in one space so that if it if there's a small bite that needs to come out, it's there. And and Dr. St. John isn't getting called at 4.58 on a Friday with someone going, I need an infographic because it's all there. 
Right, right. And I want to emphasize that because, as you have noted, you don't have a large staff to do this. It's just so, <laughs> I know, <laughs> you have someone with multiple personalities, but you don't have a large staff. But again, small district, new superintendent, no staff. I hope you're listening and I hope you hear what your colleagues are saying and about the value, because I think that's also another misperception is that this is only for those big suburban school districts up in Kansas City and St. Louis. It's not for the rest of us and nothing could be further from the truth. Again, it's not about the recognition. It is about the process. It's about the work that you're doing, which ought to be the work you're doing anyway. So Amy and Laura, thank you so very, very much for joining us today and for sharing your insights. And once again, congratulations. We're so proud of you and your work. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us for this episode. We hope that you will share a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and that you'll share this episode with others who may be interested. Until our next time, take care. We'll be chatting. This has been School Biz Chat with Kim Cranston. New episodes are released on the second and fourth Fridays of each month. If you have topics you'd like to be covered in the future, send Kim an email at kcranston at moasbo.org.